Welcome to Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast. I am your host, Dave West, codename Phantom Troublemaker. And I am your co-host, Noel Wood, codename Crapshoot. And I'm your Cobra intern who likes them big and stupid, codename Legion Cub. <laughs> uh, you can find some... Uh... I was going to say big and stupid shirts, but that doesn't make them sound very good, does it? (laughs) You can find some incredible shirts. Uh, Check out Audible Interlude Podcast on Instagram. Uh, In the stories there, you can find links to our T-shirts that we sell. You know, we get a little tiny kickback from those, but mainly we just want people wearing Audible Interlude stuff out in the wild. Uh, we have the summer special visit beautiful Braca Beach shirt available now. We also have our no sleep till Springfield shirt, both designed by the incredible Slick Alicious. Everybody check out Shop Slick Alicious on Instagram. Uh, buy yourself some Audible Interlude shirts. If we see you at Dragon Con wearing Audible Interlude gear, you will get free stuff. Our next live stream will be on August the twenty eighth. And speaking of Dragon Con, we'll have a panel live Friday at 1 p.m. on September the 1st in the Marriott M103, M105 as part of the Dragon Con sci-fi, American sci-fi classics track. Uh, We're going to be kicking it live and we want all of you there with us because we need interaction. We need to hear your voices. We need to see your faces. We need to give you prizes. So join us at Dragon Con. And if you cannot join us at Dragon Con, the audio from that episode will be available the following Friday uh, as our special live episode. So we got a lot of things happening, which is funny because we're excited about Dragon Con. We've got the live thing coming up. But at the same time, we're not quite as busy as we were a month ago, where we did like three live streams in a week. But I've got a little thought exercise for you guys. Uh, This was inspired by a His Tank thread that I completely misread. We've talked a lot about how to bring G.I. Joe into the modern era, uh, what changes could be made, how how could you update this very American, very uh, United States-oriented theme? Uh, and also the technology that so much of it is is based in the 80s. And I came up with this idea. What if Serpentor, rather than being a literal human comprised of the DNA of, you know, historic leaders... What if Serpentor is an AI that is just bringing in the data and originally was going to be used as sort of a battle computer for Cobra Commander, but then gains sentience and takes control of Cobra? Does he eventually take on a body? Or is now, he just look, inside a computer? Just because it sounds exactly like Ultron. Because <laughs> there I was mean, a little of that going on. Yeah. I like this. I like this concept because it solves that problem of what, what do you do with Cobra Commander once you have Serpentor? Or what do you do with Serpent? Like, 
there can only be right. one leader at a time unless right. you as a kid enjoy playing backstabby power struggle um i always love playing backstabby <laughs> so. yeah i mean that was kind of central to cobra's whole thing yeah and uh, like yeah. And same thing when i was reading the transformers like the fact that shockwave comes in there and just like tosses megatron aside like five yes. issues in yeah i always love that stuff but, but uh, I, I'm I'm yeah, thinking more I, of because I, I've been thinking a lot about generative. There, well, there's no such thing right now as generative AI. It's all simply stealing from everything else to come up with stuff. And I think if Serpentor starts out, like you, you would base it very much on our modern concept of AI, but then it grows beyond that. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking of it as like a Skynet. Almost. You have this AI that can think for itself and can, if Cobra Commander is giving certain orders and it realizes that is not the best course of action, right? Like he's like, all right, we're going to send five hiss tanks out there. And then Serpentor is like, no, we're going to send the Rattlers and this out instead because that's going to win right I it starts like undermining like, him and he doesn't even know it correct like it's con it, it's controlling all of their weapons and their vehicles and there's and nothing he can do about it and eventually cobra commander realizes that this thing has completely taken control of cobra and that's when we get you know, something similar to the Cobra Civil War or the Coil story, whatever, right. whatever it may be. Only this time, it's Cobra Commander and a band of renegade Cobras fighting against this system. Maybe you even do an anti-hero thing where Serpentor is actually endangering the entire human race. What and Cobra Commander and his, his ragtag gang of Scrap Iron and Firefly and Zartan are trying to stop it. Well, like, hey, we, didn't, we didn't ask for this. Right. doesn't need <laughs> the businesses of the twins. Right. Because he can move money around any way he needs to then fund his own guerrilla army. So absolutely, he steals these corporations. The, he steals Mars the out Paoli's, from Destro. The Paolis get locked out. Yeah. Well, and, or, you know, or he, maybe he could, he could also just doesn't need to actually have human troopers because he can just take over all the bats and just yes. control all the bats yeah, with his own thoughts. Yeah. Um, I think you're onto something. He can't take over Mars because Destro recognizes like he's locked his systems down. So it ends up being Cobra commander has to go to Destro hat in hand to get his help. Okay. To fight this. Because I was thinking, if Destro loses Mars, then we find out just how deadly Destro well, is. Well, yeah, that's true. Because that's a now good... his back's against the wall, and he has to start building weaponry okay. without all of the modern technology that he has. So, okay, you're right. Destro... Destro becomes aware, but a moment too late. 
He's trying to lock everything down. We get this big dramatic scene of Serpentor taking over Mars Industries. And Destro has no choice but to abandon Castle Destro and go to a remote location where he's been developing a new, completely isolated technology uh, called the Iron Grenadiers. Yes. That's not connected in any way to the Mars systems. And it's called Iron Grenadiers because it's based around more primitive technology. All right. Hasbro. Nice. Hasbro, waiting for that phone call. I guess in the meantime, while we're waiting for Hasbro to call, why don't we do some segments? This is Rank and File Card, where we look back at Larry Hama's original biographies for the G.I. Joe team starting in 1982. And I believe... This one wraps up 1982, unless I'm mistaken. Uh, and we will move on to 1983 yeah. next time. I say alphabetically, this is the last one on our list. So yeah, yeah. Next, next think... time we do this, we're going to be in airborne country. That is correct. Well, uh, Noel, I think it has come around to you in the rotation. Do you want to run this one down? Yes, I can do that. So uh, for our our last of the 82 Joes, we're going to talk about the Bazooka Soldier, codename Zap. His file name is Melendez Rafael J. His serial number is Romeo Alpha 6339-80744. His primary military specialty is Engineer. His secondary military specialty is Infantry and then a large space Artillery. (laughs) so it's it's almost like they couldn't decide which one it was it's a dramatic pause right uh his birthplace is new york city and his grade is an e4 so of course as we have mentioned uh before he was the first latino member of the joe team um i do think that it's interesting that his primary military especially is engineer um i'm guessing he's probably pretty good at like you know he's probably pretty good at math plotting some uh some missile courses and um you know helps a little bit when he's firing that big old bazooka that he's carrying oh we'll discuss that bazooka in just a minute yes zap is the team specialist in armor piercing and anti-tank weapons but also functions as a demolitions man specialized education engineer school ordinance school advanced infantry training Qualified expert, M14, M16, M1911A1, M79 grenade launcher, M72 law rocket, XM781A tow missile, and XM47 dragon missile. This guy knows some ordnance. That's for darn sure. Uh, finally, of course, the quote that uh, we presume is uh, come comes from general hawk here zap is the fun loving type he's cool under fire the stuff he works on could blow up at any time yeah that fills me with confidence <laughs> <laughs> that's well it's such a weird uh, well let's let's go back up to the wet the, I, I love that those the standard weapons are, are kind of listed again uh right. but that, i think that's a prerequisite get... for gi joe yes 
Yes. But then we also get the heavier stuff, the grenade launcher, the rocket launchers. Um, but the, the quote zap is the fun loving type. He's cool under fire. Like that's those not aren't, a sentence. Yeah. Those aren't similar <laughs> things. <laughs> uh, the stuff he works on could blow up at any time. And that's, that's fair. Uh, I, I, I think he left out a critical, you know, character building piece of information though, is that, uh, zap very good at what he does. And it's absolutely incredible that he's overcome, uh, the fact that he doesn't have thumbs <laughs> to be a, con- a, a big time contributing member of GI Joe. Oh, our poor thumbless zap is still able to go to war and fight Cobra. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, well, now we get into some very interesting input from retired Lieutenant Colonel Tom West, codename Mongoose, a.k.a. my dad. Uh, I have a bizarre. feeling he's going to about something that he's going to say about this guy. He's got a few things to say about this. <laughs> this one was so big. We had to have a phone call about it. <laughs> uh, bazooka soldier, because as I've pointed out every time, he does not put their code names down because the code names don't mean anything to him. He just looks at the top of the file card. <laughs> uh, bazooka soldier. And this is, here we go. Bazooka was a World War II term. It was not a term used in Vietnam, and I don't know if it was even used in the Korean War. Bazooka referred to a rocket-propelled round fired from a tube. We still had 3.5-inch rocket launchers assigned to some units during the Vietnam War. In fact, I was the range officer for the 3.5-inch rocket launcher when I was at Fort Bragg. I'll tell you a story about that next time we're together. All of his education doesn't comport with his rank of E4 unless he's a screw-up that has been busted. (laughs) (laughs) So we have learned uh, that basically... They're not really elite. (laughs) No, they're not America's elite at all. They're America's animal house of military people. Well, they're they're, they're stripes. They're all... Nothing stood out more than that E4 ranking on (laughs) the guy who's got specialized education of engineer school and ordinance school and advanced infantry training. I'm like, yeah, he seems like he's he's way too (laughs) advanced to be like, you know... Not even a sergeant at this point. I like that we're all trained to recognize these things now. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, during the phone call, Dad told me a story about uh, him training people uh, on the range on the 3.5-inch rocket launcher. And I will say this. I am a terrible son. I do not appreciate my father. As much as I should, I am disrespectful because by the time he got to the point of the story, 25 minutes after he started telling it, I had zoned out so badly that all I remember from the story, and granted, this was a few weeks ago, and a lot has happened in my life since then. uh, I just remember the crux of the story was don't stand behind the rocket launcher. And somebody left something behind the rocket launcher. Well, fortunately, it was not a person back there, but something got left behind the rocket launcher, and everybody learned why you don't stand behind the rocket launcher. 
Uh, I will, next time I talk to him, I will get him to retell the story and I will take notes and I will do a better job of relating it. But for the time being, the important thing is uh, there were no bazookas in 1982 and don't stand behind the rocket launcher. <laughs> Uh, all right. Oh, and we got to talk about the art. Uh, Christian, look at this guy. This is a handsome fellow. He is. We were cheated. Yeah, yes, we were. Because that time. art has a glorious mustache. Well, he looks like, uh, what's his name from Gone with the Wind? Clark Gable? Yeah. 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 Like, I would love to see this portrait uh, on a zap. And I guess once he shows up in Classified, yeah. Hopefully, we'll get something more representative of his ethnicity and and this portrait. And Didn't look they at the, do it in one of the comic packs. Well, and they did it on the 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 they did it on the modern twenty fifth. Yeah, modern. Yeah, they, and they did. There's a comic pack one that has the mustache. But we, yeah. I want a nice, handsome Zorro the Gay Blade looking. Uh, well, that's not an appropriate reference because that was George that's Hamilton George, in, yeah. in, in brown face, I guess <laughs> I you mean, would call it. Yeah, so He's really tan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But we, we want a nice Latino, uh, yes. cool looking Zap with the mustache. Yeah, I've had 40, like 41 years of disappointment in this because Zap was one of my first three Joes. And I was like, why doesn't he look anything like his picture? Why doesn't he have a mustache? I'm more disappointed in his portrait than I am in his broken thumbs. <laughs> Maybe that's not true, but it sounded good. <laughs> this is America's Elite, where we take a look at all the different versions of a specific G.I. Joe character uh, and this time around, I can't believe we haven't done it before. It's Noel, one of Noel's favorite guys, if not your favorite. It was definitely my favorite Cobra. And that is Scrap Iron, who is prolific and yet does not have that many figures. Noel, I know we just had you run down Zap, but do you want to take us through these guys? Sure, I can take you through all of our Scrap Irons. So, of course, Scrap Iron was originally released in 1984. Um, his original figure, we'll bring him up there. Uh, of course, probably the most notable thing and the reason why he was such a favorite of mine as a child is because he comes with uh, essentially his own like minor vehicle. Um, he felt like a deluxe figure uh, more than anybody else really at that point in the line that was just sold on a card. Because uh, he had his own little rocket launcher that you assembled, um, and uh, yeah, I've always loved this this look. I've I love the fact that he's he's a specialist. He's got these cobra colors on him, but he's got this really cool like tactical uh, vest on, and um, you know the red boots and this really cool unique helmet that was not like not nothing like anybody else uh, wore. And of course, he had that kind of it's very faint on this original figure. But he has that scar. Well, he's got that scar, and he's got the that sneer. The look yeah. on his face uh, was very evil and unique. But you know, it's funny. Everybody talks about how incredible the uh, that Stalker version two with the kayak was, and it is. It's it's amazing that you got all that for the price of a figure. But Scrap Iron did it first. Mm -hmm. 
because that that rocket launcher is i mean it's it's it was huge at the time right and compared to the figure it still really is yeah yeah i mean I, i'm this is one that uh of course well and i'll talk about that later because i died this is one of my the characters i costume but when i did this costume i said well i can't do this without building the rocket launcher and so i did one to scale uh made out of eva foam curse eva foam actually <laughs> darn it i take that back heck, i hate it i did not do it out of eva foam i, I made it out of gator board oh wow yeah that's a little harder to cut oh my gosh i can't even imagine anything harder to cut than eva foam <laughs> don't get me started on how much i hate that stuff uh i i am not that i'm not that guy I, I don't have that in me. Uh, yeah, this, I mean, this figure, he was a standout Cobra. He's got, but I love him because he has the Cobra blue. So he, he does look like a member of Cobra, but he's got that red and the black helmet, as you said, very sinister, very unique, uh, just a standout of 84. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm actually looking at this figure and I'm trying to remember was, was the Cobra painted? I want to say it was right because the figure in the picture that they're showing is not. Uh, no, I don't think it was. I don't. I don't remember there one on his helmet. You mean? Yeah. I don't remember that being painted on this one. Yeah, I guess it was not. Um. But yeah, so, I mean, just standout figure from early in the line for sure, and it took a long time to get another one 20 whole years uh yeah we got our second version in 2004 scrap iron v2 um who was released as part of a toys r us exclusive strike team uh urban division set along with uh alley viper firefly night creeper nullifier and storm shadow um and i like this figure he's similar i mean he's the same mold as the original uh, but he's in darker colors. He's got uh, black. He's got uh, brown gloves and boots. Uh, his helmet is gray. Uh, and he does have the painted emblem on, on the top of it this time. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, this is a, a very cool update of that original figure. So it's... it's <laughs> mm. <laughs> I like the breakup of the colors, but the fact that his shirt collar is blue but they made his arms the same black oh, as the other shirt so it's like he's just uh, he's just wearing a shirt collar <laughs> that is yeah. very I odd i can't not focus in on that i'll tell you yeah, what bothers me that now i'll tell you what bothers me is i don't care for the brown um, and it was one of these, you know, these sets that they were doing at the time, they were themed like that. The other figures in the set have the black and brown. Uh, they would share color schemes, which normally is very appealing to me. You guys know how I like my teams. My tag teams got a match. Mm -hmm. uh, but I passed on this set because I just didn't like the look of some of the other figures in it. I, I I once I went and looked at the rest of these that were in the set with this scrap iron, I I recognized why I didn't get them. And also, the scrap iron does not have uh, 
the rocket launcher signature piece no no he does have a he does have a pretty cool backpack um but it is it doesn't really match the figure because it's like an army olive drab green yeah unusual weird call and it's weird because they released that backpack in black like 80 times that same year so just give him a black one yeah what's up with the space rifle what figure did that originally come with um i don't know but i've got a bunch of that yeah because that just does not look like it would go with him at all yeah they reused that rifle a lot as well well and he's got a grenade launcher but it looks like it doesn't have the cylinder with it right (laughs) although it's possible that they just don't have it for the photo here yeah when you look at the package with them all in it the grenade launcher is in the bubble like right next to him oh and it doesn't doesn't have it the one yeah loose like below it might be, yeah, it might be separate, like underneath or something, maybe. But yeah, as as much as, uh, yeah, you know what? I don't even like that Firefly. I don't like the brown on him. But we're not here to talk about Firefly. Mm-hmm. We're here to talk about Scrap Iron. <laughs> uh, so let's move on to the next one, which I'm very excited about. Scrap Iron V3 uh, released as part of a another pack that included Firefly, uh, and Serpentor, this was one of the comic packs, uh, and he is very brightly colored. Um, yes, he's got uh, you know the the blue is more of like a like a electric blue. Uh, he's got uh, some silver details for his grenades and his buckles. Uh, his visor is like a is like an off white color this time, and his helmet is actually blue as well, um, instead of going black, which I think is probably the the one thing on this figure I like everything except I'm not crazy about the helmet. I think that white visor is a little much, and I think that the that the the blue helmet um, should have been black or at least like a dark gray. See, I love the visor being that. I mean, it's supposed to look like a visor colored yeah. yeah and it's all of this is comic colors this is actually one of my favorite comic three packs because i love all three of these figures that serpentor look at the face on that it's like yelling it's it's incredible this pack is excellent and i really really like this scrap iron a lot these bright colors are good now does he fit in with your other o-ring joes most of these comic figures do not. Uh, but I really like this look. I like his new portrait. It looks just like he looks in the comic book. Uh, and I can excuse him not having his rocket launcher because I'm not even sure that showed up in the comic. It was in the cartoon. I want to say, didn't he Didn't okay. he use it when he killed the Softmaster? Maybe. But he does come with this really kick butt looking bazooka, which we know now would not have been a bazooka. <laughs> that's right. Well, it doesn't really look like a bazooka anyway. It looks like a no. space weapon. Well, yeah. and that's another one of those guns from like the nineties that I I have a bunch of those, but I don't know what it originally came with. But he does come with what appears to be his original handgun. Yes, his big giant pistol. Yep, yep. Uh, so I really, really dig this one. And then we'll move on to 
our next one. <laughs> so we are still in 2005, but we are moving on to Scrap Iron V4. Have we found Christian's favorite? <laughs> 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 and um, this might be the one that I auto- had pulled up first. <laughs> so uh, I don't know what's going on with this figure. Um, he, he does not. If you would, uh, unless you had told me this is scrap iron, there is nothing that that says scrap iron about him. Um, his, I mean, he's got the Cobra <laughs> emblem on his helmet, but that's pretty much the extent of it. He looks like a Power Rangers (laughs) villain that's a general who definitely likes to work out his upper body, but never did leg day. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and this is when they were getting into these new style O-ring figures that were, um, they had those really weird proportions and Mm -hmm. the monkey grip hands and, um, yeah, and even I, the color scheme on this guy is just a monstrosity. He's got blue from, like, head to toe, the same shade, just broken up a little bit with reds and grays. It's like but look at the his back. suits that they wore in, the, in Rollerball <laughs> with the Cobra <laughs> right. emblem on them. <laughs> and maybe that's why i'm so drawn to it i do really like the helmet i mean i would prefer it in black with that cobra being in in red but i like the stylized cobra i like the blue (laughs) beetle-esque goggles as opposed to the visor and he has a very large frowny mouth if they do this in classified i'm in (laughs) <laughs> yeah, if if they had named this anything but scrap iron, I if, if he had I been be on board. if he had been Captain Gridiron's nemesis, the evil yes! the evil football player, <laughs> I think he would have gotten end. over. I <laughs> I, uh, I don't have this is one of those single carded. Uh, releases he was an online exclusive i didn't buy any of these so i i do not have this scrap iron i have to see something i bet you can get him for about four dollars yeah i was gonna say this is probably not a hard one to acquire for a a, a, a song so shall we move on yes while, Cri- while christian is investigating i assume Holy prices cow. $18 carded. There you go. There yeah. You go. Do it. We may have a new Joe Intel. <laughs> so then we All get right. to uh, 2008, and we're going to go to our Scrap Iron V5 Anti Armor Specialist. Um, and uh, it's really interesting that the first time this figure appears in the modern line, uh, he is not in his original color scheme. He's actually in an Arctic assault squad uh which also includes snow serpents um and uh, a few other troop builders there and uh i gotta say like i really like this this version i like the fact that they you know they went with some different color schemes but you can definitely i mean he's he looks like scrap iron he's got the helmet he's he comes with the launcher um you know he's he's 
he's got some you know he's got a really cool design to him but it's you know it's just in a different color scheme than we were uh thinking we were going to get for our first scrap iron figure of the modern era yeah i've i've got this set uh <clears throat> i like this color scheme a lot and, and like you said it's just cool that it's recognizable but they did something different with it and that's i i really liked all of these uh specialty environment sets that they did mm -hmm. and so then we go to our next figure which uh is also from 2008 and this is the v6 and so we have the same mold from our v5 version but this is in our classic colors and um this is uh, the one that came in the two-pack with Wild Bill, who we talked about, I believe, in our last America's mm -hmm. Elite. Yes. Um, and I love this design um, because the original figure was based on Airborne. He's got that weird webbing around his legs. like It's like parachute legging. Um, right. But this figure doesn't have that because this is more of a, like a realistic version of what he would probably be wearing. Uh, where he's basically just wearing a pair of like blue coveralls with tactical equipment over it. And when I did my costume, this is the version I use as my base. Um, just because I, I like that brighter blue color. Um, I like the fact that, uh, you know, he's just got the the regular legs without those, um, you know, without that, without that, the, the web legging I was talking about. Right, right. And it's just <clears throat> a, a really striking looking figure. Well, you know what we passed over on the last one is the removable visor with the scarred face underneath. Ah, yes, yes, which mm. we carries over to this one, of course, right. as well. And this was this is the first time we've seen that face, and they really, clearly, from a design standpoint, they just did this so the the sculptor could have fun with that face, because mm -hmm. there's no reason for that visor to be removable, right? And it doesn't, and, and you know, the original scrap iron had a very bulky visor. Uh, this one, even being a removable visor, does not wind up looking like oversized on the figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did Which, a really, a really nice job kind of trimming that down. Well, really, the whole figure has just been kind of aesthetically cleaned up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is one of the few modern figures that I actually not only own but display well and part of it is his vest fits in such a way that it covers that ugly torso because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. that's it's funny when you go to yojo you know the first picture you see is the unadorned figure with that hideous torso joint so every modern figure looks like garbage when you first see it on yojo Right. <laughs> but but many of them have accessories like this that cover that up and make them like this figure looks great. All right. All right. So we're going to move on to version seven from 2009. Uh, once again, this is the same uh, mold we've seen for the last two, but this is a uh, version that came with the Snake Tracks ATV. Uh, and it was from the Rise of Cobra toy line. And uh, although it doesn't have the rocket launcher, um, it's just like a, you know, this would be like a like your your night ops version of Scrap Iron where he's in all black with a, the the vest is still got like a red tint to it, but it's a very, very dark red. 
Yeah, and, his uh, his vest, his gloves, and his boots. It looks looks like are are all like that, which looks pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, and he's got the of course the cobra symbol on his uh, on his helmet. Uh, is it? It looks like it's gold. Yeah, he's got gold trim. He's got it on that cobra symbol. The buckles on his vest, and then the mm-hmm. buckles on his uh, thigh as well. Like it's it's a dark overall figure, but once you start looking at the details, it it's really sharp looking. Yeah, no, I really like this figure. Unfortunately, the vehicle that he came with is a big hunk of junk. <laughs> the, this could have fit in. It's it's got a little more to it than the like 2002 stuff we were just talking about, but it really is kind of a big junky looking vehicle. I I don't I don't well, care look, for this thing. It looks like a jacked up ferret. It's, it, it looks it like is. it's a oh, ferret's it's, wheels. Yeah. yeah, it's it's the ferret body, but they put this oh, yeah. giant cannon thing on it, and then the colors they went with are so well. And the front is horrible. The colors are terrible. It it just. You know what I, I, you know, I wasn't collecting this stuff. Um, I haven't really paid much attention to this, but uh, from the pictures, I actually really like this vehicle. Really? Um, Yeah, I would, I would like to see an update to this, maybe fix a couple of the aesthetic flaws on it. Um, you know, have a little bit more detail on like that winch on the front and all that. But uh, no, I, I don't hate it. Wow. See, to me, the, the, the cannon and that front piece are just so bulky and ugly. Um, I, I know exactly why I passed on this one in the store. And what's funny is that the, uh, the doctored up art on the side looks much better than what's in the, the box mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. Can we take a moment and appreciate the art of Scrap Iron on his file card down here because he's totally giving blue steel oh he is yeah like, this is a much more handsome male model yes there's no scars on him except no. for the ones when dad left and never came back <laughs> <laughs> he left to buy cigarettes that just caught me off guard i'm like scrolling down I'm like okay grapine is a very handsome man all of a sudden so the the uh interesting so this includes a hose but it is not the original ferret hose weird okay we're not here to talk about the snake tracks with an x <laughs> we're getting to this has been one of the more distracting america's elites we've ever done Scra- <laughs> scrap iron has been involved with some very interesting uh thought provoking releases all right so we'll go to our final of the uh three and three quarter inch scrap irons here which is version nine from 2000 sorry version eight from 2009 he came with the heat seek missile system which was a walmart exclusive that also included the neo viper um and um yeah the heat seek was uh the mms basically uh or the the sms i guess the the new version of it uh, that's coming out and uh this is scrap iron in uh, essentially just muted versions of his original colors he's still got the the very bright red vest and uh knee pads are red this time around um instead of his boots 
but uh, he's in a much lighter blue, and that carries over with his helmet is also in that same lighter blue. I actually, I think this one might be gray. Is it gray? I believe okay. so because I think the Neo Viper that came with it as well. Well, no, it's like all black. I was thinking the Neo Viper was gray too. I mean, they did gray Neo Vipers because they did a rainbow of Neo Vipers for this movie. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think he is more of a gray. And I, every time I see this MMS, SMS, whatever come up, I feel like I have it and I don't have it. And it's weird to me because I, <laughs> I've never gotten rid of any of this 2009 Joe stuff. And this is something that I need to buy it at some point. They had it at Joe Lanta. Yeah, I was a, I was obsessed with my Crimson acquisition. Unfortunately, he because he is a vehicle driver, he does not come with his rocket launcher in this. Uh, well, he comes with well. a giant rocket launcher. Right. What are you well, talking yes, about? Well, yes, yes, he does have. <laughs> if he's not going to have the one. The SMS is the perfect replacement. Yes, yes. And it's in the colors where the rockets are red and the, mm -hmm. the base is, is black. So. Oh, you're right. You're right. I hadn't even really caught that before. But yeah, yeah. it really is almost just a scaled up version. The super, super upgrade. I think, I think this is one of those. Yeah, this was a wall. It was supposed to be a Walmart exclusive. And it never it says showed Walmart up. exclusive. Yeah. And it never it like people only found him at Ross like a year later or something. I think it was one mm. of those mm. because the, um, they did the battle stations. They did, uh, cause I've got the other ones that were part of this. The, I can't ever remember the name of it. It's the laser cannon with the seat beside it. It kind of looks oh, like the a flag. No, not the oh, flag. No. Um, it's like a little outpost type thing. It's a, no, no, no. It's a flat. I could, let me reach over here. Well, we're not on video. I'll grab it. <laughs> oh, the law. And that's the law. That, what is that thing called? That is the law, right? Is it the repainted law? Do you see what it is? Yeah, that's the yeah, law. Yeah, Just that's the law. That's the law. Okay, I can't ever yeah. remember the name of this thing. So yeah, they re-released this, um, which I've I've got it back there, but it's this is this is the original one. Um and then they put out the what is the one? It's got like a root, it's got like a corrugated roof, the, the sandbags. Uh, outpost the defender. Outpost. Yes. Um, though, those two were battle station sets that came out at the same time as this heat seek thing. Mm. And they went like straight to Ross, like they never showed up at Walmart. So this one, I can't remember if I never saw it. I don't know what to do. I don't know why I don't have it, hmm. but anyway, uh, another cool looking scrap iron. Like if you yeah. get him close to right, he's generally pretty cool no matter what. Yeah, and really, uh, we look through all of these four-inch, three-and-three-quarter-inch figures, uh, with the exception of that monstrosity V4 that came out <laughs> in 2005. Like, I like every one of these. Um, I think they're all really great, but we haven't seen the last of our scrap irons yet. That's right. 
mm-hmm. because uh, in 2023, we got the classified scrap iron. And, uh, oh, baby, this is, uh, <laughs> I, f- I feel like, you know, uh, 40 years of loving this character, uh, I-, I feel like I'm justified now by because they they essentially made the best classified figure yet. And that's not even before you look at his accessories. Yeah, just the figure itself yeah. is amazing. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. he's just that amazing head sculpt. Um, you know, the 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 expression on his face, um all of his all of his gear. I like the fact they kind of went, you know, they, they went darker on the um on the costume. It's more reminiscent of the first one. But that uh, also so leaves room for a retro release. Uh, that's true. That's true. Um his helmet sculpt is perfect um yeah it just and they and they worked in the the little straps around his leg which like i said i i like the version that, that doesn't have that but uh they actually you actually have um like soft not soft goods but like you know a softer plastic that goes yeah. around his legs so it makes more sense that way well and also with classified any details like that that you can put in are just good. They just add to the, the visual of the figure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm good with that. Christian, I'm sitting here looking at eBay, trying to make sure we caught all of the scrap irons. I don't believe there are any in Sigma six. No. However, uh, I will email you this photo that we can share on our audible interlude podcast, Instagram, because there is someone who did a custom scrap iron uh, for Sigma Six, and they based it off of our favorite scrap iron. Oh, <laughs> of course of they did. Scrap well, iron. but that makes sense in Sigma Six, though, right? Exactly. He looks, yeah. yeah, he looks like he should be that. Yep. Um. So. I see this listing, Flashback Toys, Scrap Iron Version 4, $17.99, free shipping. Come on, you know you need it. <laughs> mint mint on minty card. My gosh. Uh, all right, so out of these, we now have to... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Noel, we almost forgot. Oh? Our international releases. Oh, yes, yes, oh. our internationals. So Canadian scrap iron, who's the same as the 1984 release, but he smells like maple syrup. That's right. That's right. Um, we have uh, also the uh, Indian scrap iron, who's also pretty close. Uh, he's got a, instead of having the red uh, for his open chest, it actually is like skin oh, yeah. color. So, which kind of makes a little bit more sense in it. I think it matches the original card art too, doesn't it? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. correct. So, uh, you know, I mean, little things like that. I don't mind in the way he is with the red shirt underneath, but, uh, you know, if you're, you're making it look like he's got just an open shirt, that's fine, too. Um, and then <laughs> Indian cross country uh, was also uh, a thing that happened. And um, so basically he's scrap irons body with 
grunt slash zap's head i guess you could say it's zap because he's got uh it's got the black hair and eyebrows um but he's all red with black and that's all the colors pretty much on this figure (laughs) (laughs) so here is the figure description courtesy of yojo.com cross country was an exclusive figure that was released in india by the fun school toy company Cross Country was a promotional Compline Commando figure produced for Compline Chocolate Health Drink. So I am suspecting that he might be brown. Does he look brown or red? He looks pretty red red to me. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. He does. Yeah. Once I zoomed in, yeah, he's red. I wish he was brown. I wish there was a whole line of chocolate colored figures to promote the Compline chocolate health drink. And just, I don't know, the aesthetic choices on this one, I realize this is a giveaway figure, um, but But not to paint the details on the knee pads or the details on the waist. (laughs) Nothing. Yeah. (laughs) He he looks like a figure that would have been included with a bulldozer. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> uh all right so which of the scrap irons is our favorite uh hmm. i'll oh gosh this is tough this may be the toughest call i've ever had to make that well it's brutal because i love the original um but the 2005 comic pack version just visually is my favorite but he does not come with any heavy ordinance at all so he cannot win i'm going with the classified version i think it's the best execution of the character noel yeah i think if uh, it's i'm i'm pretty much 100 percent with you on every step of that thought process I love my original scrap iron, um, but I think really it's the bulky head sculpt. I think that's probably the biggest deterrent for me on that figure. He's a little mushroomy. Yeah, yeah. The 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 comic pack one, the figure itself is my favorite figure of all of these. But yeah, classified just blew me away. Um, just the whole package of that figure and accessories. And Christian, we already know your version four is on the way. <laughs> However, one hundred percent, my favorite version of Scrap Iron is the classified. Wow, that is a. F- I don't know I think that we've the first time. I don't know that we've ever all agreed before, and I know we haven't ever all chosen a classified is our favorite version before. Well- we we may have all agreed before, but if we did, it was going to be on a V one somewhere. Yeah, 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 mm. absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I the V one is uh, you know obviously has a lot of importance to me. Yeah, it's a classic. But uh, but no, they've they've only improved with him over the years, and I do think that. Yeah, I would say of all the figures we've probably looked at thus far since doing this, and and really it's a smaller sample size, so it you know got to take that into account, but the good like the wheat versus the chaff is a lot higher ratio than normally on these sorts of figures yes yes 100 percent. it's it 
There's minus, really only minus one. Minus my 2005 version <laughs> four. They really did with him run with the old adage of if it ain't broke, don't fix it because yeah. it used the G1 body until the 25th anniversary. And then they all share that same body. It's really just the accessories. Yeah. And I will say, I, I was thinking when you said comic pack, I was thinking of the two pack with Wild Bill. Um, the Wild oh. Bill, when that one does oh, have oh. the rocket launcher. Right. So that's that a tough call with that one's great. But with, man, I love the classified now that I look at it again. But uh, that one, yeah, aesthetically, that's my favorite of the forage figures. But the classified, yeah, is still a better overall overall package. We'll uh, sometime in the future, we're going to have to sort of uh, it'll take some research, but we're going to have to figure out which character has the greatest percentage of good figures, <laughs> because as we've been doing these, we've come across so many that just have a ton of awful figures. Yeah. And Scrap Iron really only has the one his mm-hmm. uh, e- e- evil tight end, Captain Gridiron's nemesis. Tiger Force is all the rage these days, so it's time to go beyond the 80s and take a look at one of the later Tiger Force releases because this is something that like, I was aware of, but I didn't put too much thought into, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I was, as I've said like 10 times this episode alone, I was actively collecting in the early 2000s, but there's so much stuff that I passed over because in the case of this 2003 Toys R Us exclusive Tiger Force box set, uh, at the time, I hated these decos. I thought this was some of the ugliest stuff I'd ever seen. Uh, and there was no way I was going to buy anything Tiger Force or Python Patrol. And I look back now and I scream, you fool, <laughs> at 27-year-old me. Uh, that's right. This is 20 years ago that this came out. It hurts my soul that 2003 is 20 years ago. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I wanted to take a look at this set and uh, because there are a few things of note in here that I, I think are worth talking about besides just the deco. Uh, when I threw this one into the show notes, Christian, what was what was the first thing that jumped out at you or the first thing you wanted to talk about? Dave is obsessed with Tiger Force. You're not <laughs> as, you're not as much wrong. as I'm obsessed with shipwreck. <laughs> so who who in this set is there anybody that sort of catches your eye that, that you think, oh, that's actually kind of a cool look on that figure? Or or is there one that's even more hideous? Well, no. So surprisingly, when I looked this up there are more good figures maybe let me put it like this there are figures in here that if they did classified versions of them i absolutely 100 would buy them because the tiger deco works so i think that 
dial tone, the um, stalker, big brawler, and Even Jinx, I don't know that I like her as Jinx. I wish she was somebody else. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the Firefly one is the only one that I'm like, ah, there's just something off. Well, now that's not Firefly, right? That's that's wreckage. Wreckage. The the GI Joe version of Firefly. I I said I'm. Wreckage is a bit of a wreck. Uh, he's a bit of a mess the way his color scheme looks, but I think it's really cool that they went with a new character here, uh, and it was a creative way to reuse the Firefly mold um, as it, a Joe. So it says that he is an homage to the unreleased Sabretooth, which looks to be like Tiger Force using the original Firefly body. It might just be the bad lighting because I would have almost preferred they went with the colors from Sabretooth because it looks more orange. Yeah, the the file card looks completely different from the figure. Uh, Which, I mean, we've talked about it before. A lot of times the box art. Now, this one uh, doesn't have the completely inappropriate box art, but we've mentioned a lot of before that in this era sometimes the figures or the characters on the box art look nothing like the figures uh, but that's not the case here except for this file card which is weird oh no wait oh whoa okay are you guys looking at the back of the box yeah look mm-hmm. at jinx yeah totally different yeah. colors yeah they uh they they made some changes along the way in this design process. They certainly did. Well, let's focus on the figures then. Uh, so let's go back. We'll start at the beginning with Jinx. Or excuse me, Agent Jinx. <laughs> Somebody lost a copyright. Uh, I do really like this pattern. Uh, the green with mm-hmm. the... I, I guess that's... Well, she looks like Cringer. Yeah, she does. Oh my gosh! Yes, <laughs> and now I will, that's who she will be. That just Agent hit me. Cringer. That just hit me. She's, you could at least call her Battle Cat. Come on, she's totally Cringer's <laughs> colors. That's wild. Uh, yeah, I I dig this look. I think it looks very cool. Uh, I like her weapons in the silver. Uh, the back the silver backpack is weird, but at the same time. This whole set's kind of weird, so I don't mind them kind of going into a little a little something different with the accessories. Uh, yeah, this is this is solid. This is one I I would put on the list of things I'd like to have. Yeah, I, and this is one where I'd like to see it. You know, an update of this figure in these colors, and we're getting a Jinx, so who knows? Maybe we'll get a a, a Tiger Force version as well. Okay, so Big Brawler, and this is kind of what's fun about this era, is they really got more detailed with the paint apps. Like, you can tell, especially when you look at the Python Patrol counterpart to this set, so much more detailed than the original Python Patrol stuff. And the Tiger Force, like this Big Brawler, the striping on his shirt, uh, the camo on his pants, I don't think we would have seen all of that on one of the 80s Joe figures in this way. Uh, mm-hmm. 
out of them all, he is my favorite because the deco is sort of reminding me of Tiger Force Outback, where, yep, when you look at it, you see what they were going for, but it's in a weird way. It's subtle enough that you you could see a regular Joe wearing that shirt. But could you see a regular Joe wearing all of those, what are those bullets wrapped around his legs? <laughs> well, is his last name Liefeld? Uh, yeah, that is definitely, uh, he's got, cause he's got pouches and bullets. Yep. <laughs> uh, he comes with, for some reason he's got, isn't that Tomax and Zamot? That is. Gun. And then, uh, and that rifle was, uh, whose rifle is that? Yeah, they're both reused guns. But the, That's that going to drive me crazy because I remember having, whoever that is, I always had him carry it by the handle. Yeah. Who the heck's rifle is that? It's a Joe. Yeah. Uh, Flint, Big Ben, Gung Ho version 8, version 9, Mirage version 2, Gung Ho version 12. Really? It was mm. available in green, orange, red, and graphite gray. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, oh, and Big Ben. Yeah, I think Big Ben, no, no, because it's not. Yeah, I think Big Ben is where I recognize it from. Okay. Even though and I didn't apparent, have a Big Ben at the time. Apparently, there was a production change during this run so besides the red-headed version whoa you get black-haired version well i it was you know looking at this first the orange hair one is the first that pops up Mm -hmm. um and it's it's another example of a joe just completely changing hair colors throughout the years because the original big brawler was a brunette um but yeah, they did both the orange and the black one, and the and they're very, very different looking figures. Yeah, and price wise, they are both pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think pretty much everything in this pack is now very expensive at this point. Well, now I really wish I'd bought that dial tone the other day. <laughs> uh, all right. So yeah, and there was another Tiger Force Big Brawler released the same year in the new O ring style. With the giant oh, shoulders and the long arms. I do not have that. What was he in a set? I think is he in a two pack um, carded with the gun station. Okay. He is the gun station. <laughs> um, I'm on the Oh squad. yeah. Yeah, I didn't buy that thing. So we'll yeah. we'll we'll move on. Uh so yeah, he's uh big brawler, pretty solid. Oh, okay. So I've got the original big brawler the 2001 mm-hmm. um he got the army shirt yes yeah he got some hair transplants when he signed <laughs> up for tiger force yeah he sure <laughs> did because yeah i would not have recognized that figure as hmm. uh oh and we got to mention big brawler comes with uh well we mentioned the the machine gun and the Tomax slash Zamot rifle. But I gotta say, mm-hmm. kind of lame. Not great weapons for Big yeah. Brawler. 
Yeah, you would think Big Brawler would come with something a little bit more uh, formidable. Because the original came with like a minigun, didn't he? I can't remember. I go back and look at him. Uh, speaking of lame... Oh, no, he just came with a with a rifle. I was... Yeah. Okay. Speaking of lame accessories, here's Dial Tone. Uh, <laughs> I love the figure, and now I really, really wish I'd bought it the other day. Uh, it was 25 bucks. I should have gotten it. Um, With just a regular backpack and a kind of a cool rifle, although it looks like it's gigantic. Hmm. It's kind of large. Well, if you bought the set, you could take the cell phone from wreckage and give it to <laughs> right. dial tone. Give it to dial tone. Right. Uh, yeah, it's interesting that of all the figures to come with uh, the original figures accessories, it was the one that was uh a cobra repainted into a joe. Yeah. Which we I, haven't even gotten to yet. I I love the dark blue and again the tiger striped vest, the knee pads, the boots, it, I don't know, it, it doesn't look garish. Yeah, the way they've broken it, it up would if you yeah. were describing it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it all, it all really works together. There's just a couple of little, also like little splashes of silver and green on his, mm -hmm. uh, you know, on his vest as well. Um, yeah, there's a lot going on, but it's it's not overwhelming somehow. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly the right way to put it. Uh, all right, Stalker is Sergeant Stalker. Yes, Sergeant <laughs> Stalker is a mixed bag uh, because I'm not a huge fan of this Stalker sculpt. There are things I love about it, but there are things I equally hate about it, like the giant bands around his left leg. That's awful. Right? Um, <laughs> is it Sergeant? I don't even know how to make the pun. It's Spawn. It's yeah, Farland. Yeah, drawing Stalker. And I love the pistol on his forearm. Uh, I hate his web gear. It just looks weird and bad to me. It looks like ninja web gear or something. Mm -hmm. Even though, even though there's a pistol, it just doesn't look good. Uh, I love his head sculpt. Mm -hmm. The beret looks great. That look at that expression on his face. Like that's the stalker from the comics. Uh, and I and, hate his weapons. Why oh, are his they weapons gold? Are awful. Why are they I gold? That at all. Uh, well, he, the thing is too, if you look. And they're also giant. To, yeah. We just looked at dial tone who has almost this exact same color scheme and works. Mm -hmm. And yet the same colors on stalker where they place them don't. It's all I can really say. You know what? If this were, if this was stalker version two in these colors, I think it would look fine. Place you know, same placement. Everything. Stalker v V1. In these no colors. version two. Well, this is version two in these colors. No, I this is uh, no version no, two is the version, one with the kayak. This is version three. Yeah. This is stalker um, version two is the one with sounds. the kayak. Uh, he's listed as V. This this one is the Tiger Force is listed as V three. So they made a may have made a mistake uh, on Yojo. Um, 
I no, this I, is V three is the talking battle. Com- that's that's correct. Yeah, yeah. No, I, Yojo has got him listed as Sergeant Soccer V three. Oh, Tiger Sergeant! I see. I see what you're saying. I see what you're uh, saying. No, I'm talking about uh, the original Stalker version too, with the kayak. Right. If it was that, with this same color placement, same color scheme, I think it would look cool. And I, th- I think what part of the problem is with the other characters that we've looked at, with the exception of Jinx, the the tiger print has been even if it's a big area it's sort of like an accent to the rest of them whereas this is the top half of sergeant stalker is just regular joe yeah and then the bottom half is orange and tiger stripe so it's almost like those two things don't go together it should have been you know it as much as i hate saying this if they had made the ridiculously oversized boot tiger striped (laughs) and they did like his sleeves or his gloves so that it's broken up a bit more it might look a little better nothing is ever gonna make that boot look okay to me that's true but if this figure was all black and blue it would be okay like it wouldn't be Tiger Force anymore, but I'm just saying, if if he had black pants with blue like web gear on the pants, it so would your look. Your eyes just kind of let that boot melt ah, into yeah. the rest of ah, it. So bad. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on. Poor old Stalker with his giant golden guns and talk about Wreckage, who many see as kind of the feature of this set. I see a lot of excitement about Wreckage all the time uh i definitely don't like his beige balaclava yeah the the as we were talking about before the saber tooth figure that he was based on looks so much better because balaclava is orange all right i've got to look this up and the v2 of wreckage is phenomenal gi joe saber tooth now what is this from oh this is pre-production Right. Yeah. So he oh, was yeah. This looks. Yeah, this looks cool. And the if you look at the twenty fifth figure, they definitely went with oh, the saber tooth yeah. look versus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this one is a little. I yeah, you're right. If they had just gone with saber tooth, this would be very cool. As is. Okay. Really, if the balaclava were just... I don't know if the orange would look as good with this. Is that dark? Is he dark green or is he yeah, black? He's, he's dark he's green. He's dark green with, with yellow and then a couple of orange accessories and brown boots. Um, I think a black balaclava or we just go nuts and make it yellow. But beige definitely was not the way to go. I, I still think orange would have been the winner because when you look at, or, or in, <sighs> and even if you look at the version, um, the Wreckage V2, the 25th, where he's more like, he's got more of the dusty 
color scheme where he's just yeah 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 um well that's i think the orange in order for the orange to work i don't know it's hard to tell the colors on some of these because this one looks like he's brown and yellow yeah he looks more he's got brown for the ball cloth here but yeah um yeah, I don't know. I think that uh, I, I like I like the concept. I like the idea of you know recoloring this this figure. As I mentioned before, it is odd that of all of these figures, um, the Jinx got her original accessories, and this one got his original accessories. It's and and my assumption is well, his original accessories, except for the removable panel on the backpack. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, it's just what they had left, I guess, because that's why they repeated so much of the stuff from the nineties, just colored it all black and threw it in, even though it didn't like that one mm-hmm. backpack that came with all of these figures. Uh, it's just what they had. They're just bins of it. Every Joe show. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, okay. So overall, I like this set. I wish I had bought it. Um, if yeah, I'd... I was going into Toys R Us and looking at these Joe figures at least once a week. Right. And I never bought any of them. Because they were always there. Those always crimson, those crimson Guard packs, those Viper packs. Yep. This one, like, I, I remember looking at them, picking them up, saying, yeah, I, I'm just, I'm not collecting this stuff anymore. <laughs> and I mean... It's like $25 for seven figures. That's just too much money it's to so spend. It's so expensive. <laughs> yeah, I uh fortunately I did get the Vipers and the the Cobra Troop builders and and the regular ones, but I passed on these more colorful ones and I wish I hadn't. Uh so out of this set, my personal favorite is Dial Tone. I I just really dig the look of him. Uh Christian, do you have who, who's your favorite from these? My favorite would be the dark hair version of Big Brawler. Okay. Hmm. Noel? I think I like Jinx. Yeah, I really do dig that Jinx uh, a lot. I, I I would be happy to have this set, but uh, I would not be happy to pay whatever it goes for now. <laughs> All right. Well, that is the 2003 Tiger Force box set. And that brings another episode of Audible Interlude to a close. Our music is by Andy Sanford of electricminnowmusic.com. Follow us on Instagram at Audible Interlude Podcast and on X at G.I. Joe Audible. Check us out live at DragonCon on September 1st as part of the DragonCon American Sci-Fi Classics track. 1 p.m. in Marriott M103, M105. We will have prizes. We will have lots of interaction with the audience. We will have a great time. The audio version of that episode will be available the following Friday. Christian, why don't you tell us where we can find those wonderful pictures of yours? You can find me on Instagram and Flickr.com under the name Legion Cub. 
Noel, why don't you tell us a little bit about The Finest? The Finest is an international G.I. Joe costuming club, and we are uh, raising money for a wonderful charity called Canines for Warriors. Uh, next time at your, you're at your favorite uh, comic convention or show, if you don't see us there raising money, maybe ask the organizers to get us there next time, because uh, we love helping uh, pair rescue dogs with veterans uh, and uh, our garrison the southern command out of georgia will next be in greenville coming up in november for retro toy con so if you go by there stop by and uh help us uh with this fantastic cause yeah if you want to see the finest or you want to see audible interlude at a convention near you the best thing you can do is tell the organizers that you want to see us that you want to see the finest uh, let them know because they may not even be aware of us. So you, you guys have to, uh, a little grassroots spread the word and then, uh, we'll, we'll do a little bit of traveling. All right. Well, you guys, uh, thank you so much for sitting down and talking about GI Joe. We all love the conversation. We love to look back and to speculate about what might've been and what one day might be until next time. Yo, Joe. You have been listening to a Needless Things podcast. You can follow Needless Things on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at needlessthingspodcast.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh Uh-huh.